different gravy not just another sheffield wednesday podcast i'm one of the hosts richard miller and my co-host whose slim instructional book a guide to adam reach semaphore is out in time for christmas a thorough manual about communicating with borough's favorite son at a distance with bare or gloved hands how are you doing today luke i'm doing well i'm doing well it's uh it's a god it took a lot of work that book i'm gonna say uh yeah um I mean, it takes a, a man like yourself, um, a man of letters, Dr. Luke Gledall, to 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 get into this such a deep and varied subject. But sometimes I think I know what Adam Reach is doing with his hands when he's defending. And then other times I have no idea at all. And, and today there was one of those where he was just pointing at the byline. Uh, and I don't know what other players were supposed to make of that or think of that. Uh, nobody reacted in any way. Uh, so is it just for him or is it for a, a higher power, you know, somebody watching from the sky? Uh, obviously, you you've, you you know because you got into it, but uh, I, I don't I want you to give away the secrets of the that weighty tome. And I won't. I won't. I'll let you all pony up to get it on, get on the action. <laughs> just like Papa John's. Get a slice of the action, man. Oh. Smash you. Have it. Put your foot through a bit of pizza. <laughs> The voice of a racist pizza purveyor. <laughs> is that me or is that Papa John? Papa John. He's, okay. he's a disgraced ex-CEO of his own company, having said too many awful things about black people, I think. Mm. In the wrong company. Um, and now, some for some reason, Shaquille O'Neal is involved. <laughs> We're not racist. We've employed Shaquille O'Neal. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> How could we be racist? Here's Shaq. <laughs> uh, are we are we ready to move along to? Sure, let's get right into it. Breaking hoo-hoos. I suppose the first bit is we've had some vague news about contracts being offered to a few of the the long-standing players in the squad, um, namely Adam Reach, Tom Lees, and Barry Bannon. Uh, We've also had a kind of leaked bit of news from Bannon, presumably through his agent or somebody related to him, saying that he's not sure about committing to the club without seeing some investment in the squad. What do you make of those three getting an getting an offer, and what what do well, you make of Bannon's comments? Um, I, I I I don't mind Bannon's comments. I think it's fair. I think it's it's really fair. Like maybe if Bannon feels, I don't know. I don't know if Bannon's really shrouding himself in glory right now which i think is maybe something that kind of irks me slightly mm. i mean if it's we can get into it. he picked up a fifth yellow today so he's gonna miss uh, the game against forest midweek um so you know we'll have a game without barry bannon um which usually you know even i think the thing with bannon long term at wednesday is even when he's not so great he's still much better yeah. than a lot of other options. Yeah. So I, I think it's fine. I, I guess the funny thing is that it, it doesn't really matter if he signs a contract if we get relegated because he's not going to stick. He, he, you know, I guess unless the the question then becomes, do you want to accept a contract for? I mean, I, I, I technically, I guess for that sake, I mean, are we are we just releasing all those players anyway? Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 it's
you know, kind of that wage bill limitation that you have in League One, where essentially it's kind of like an average for maybe a squad of 24 of a wage bill of like two and a half thousand pounds a week or something like this. Yeah, which is all three of those guys will be heartily above that level. Um, yes, by tunes of you know, <laughs> well, seven, yeah, multiple, seven multiple. to ten times, multiple, yes. you know, on that. So I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what the point is anymore. I I don't. I'm a bit staggered by that comment made about Tom Lee's being someone that we want to keep at the club. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think we're really getting the full value. If I don't know what Tom Lee's is on, I've heard some rumours, but I I I don't know if I believe them. It seems quite a staggering amount of money to pay a player who's I think really not been anywhere near his his prime. For well, they all they're all. They're all players that signed their latest deals on the on a pretty high watermark level, aren't they? They're all yeah. So, <clears throat> but this was seemingly a bit like um, kind of the rumours we seem to hear through kind of um, the rumours we heard through Alan Nixon in the summer, which seemed to say that Fox and Fletcher were given much less, but still probably is quite good in comparison to other places, mm. and yet they seem to wangle themselves a move to Stoke or maybe maybe they were just so glad to get out of Sheffield Wednesday which could be could well be an option that you know they maybe took a slight hit on that to to go somewhere else and you know I think they've they've done pretty well for themselves going to Stoke seemingly a team who seem in and around that kind of top six picture yeah it's an interesting idea so you know the the wages could be less um I'm a bit questionable about Tom Lee's again I don't think he's hugely vocal he's not I'm staggered he's previously been captain material. I don't think that him playing suddenly, you know, so much of our kind of transfer dealings and workings in the market during the summer, Rich, we were talking about we need someone to come in and be an alchemist, to come in and to play and to get something. Someone new comes in and gets something out of a player like Tom Lees, because Tom Lees hasn't been the player for other players to do that, and he's suffered himself. Reach, Reach is someone where we've been pretty vocal fans of, um, on this podcast, but I don't really think he's delivered enough. Well, that I suppose that's the thing I'm looking at. He's been with us now. He signed 2016, so four and a half year deal was it? Is that kind of mentality? Well, he apparently he signed a three year deal, so he's had a he's had a new contract since he since he arrived to get to this stage. But I'm just looking at you. Look at him, and you sort of think, well. It will be by the summer. It will be five seasons. He's he's been with. Them. I, th- I think that makes sense, uh, maths wise. Um, what he's had two of those off, uh, and I think to, if his contract was up last summer, we would have wouldn't have gladly seen the back of him. But I think we wouldn't have shed any tears if he'd gone. The tricky thing with all three of those players is they w- they will be hard to replace, and uh, and the worry is as happened in the summer, we don't replace. We don't replace anything like anything close to like for like. That's a tricky... Well, the aim is, I think we all think, like, this is bad. There must be better out there. And unfortunately, it seemed to be that way. I would say even the worst of these three players, if, if we're sort of comfortable in saying that in Tom Lee's, is still, I think, fairly, is a, is a decent player. <laughs> I'm not going to go much further than that. But I... I don't know how easy it would be to replace him. I don't know. It's very, it is very tricky because it's feeling more and more 
we're not in a false position anymore. This is this is where we're at. We're in this relegation dogfight, and we haven't even started scrapping yet. Uh, no, it, it would be. I think it would be a risk for all three of these players to sign a deal with us. It's a risk for us to sign them, but we'd also be daft to let. I think Reach and Lees would attract a fee if if we can get them tied into a deal in January. Even what if we got rid of them in the summer, we'd get we'd get money for those two players. I don't. I think Bannon's. I, I, I doubt it with Bannon. I don't know that. I I think it's interesting that Bannon's the one that's come and spoken out. He's the captain. He, get, he I suppose that gives him an extra sort of role in things. Well, I just I don't know because it's it's the whole factor of you get relegated from the Premier League, you get these whopping colossal parachute payments, which seemingly don't seem to lay a glove on clubs coming down as debts and you know salaries that they're paying out to yeah you know these um these failure prima donnas um but then it it seems to be what i'm learning now is well with the, there's obviously there's no there's no financial there's no financial uh there's no you know, handout for the championship to league yeah, one yeah. and it seems to be like well this is the wage bill so if you can't go over that there's no allowance for a few years it's, it's just that's hard and done so yeah. you're just enforcing tribunals yeah i mean i i think this is so new as a situation that we haven't got to the point of having to think about we're not going to get anything like parachute payments from the championship to league one that's obviously just no. completely ridiculous because you're not entering you're not coming from yeah for, for, yeah completely ridiculous but i mean but it's it's not become a thing now that people think it's something that you know, it's not going to become an issue yet, but it could well become it. Like, I mean, let's look around the bottom four. So there's us, there's Derby, there's Forest, and there's Wickham. But, but isn't Wigan the model for what happens when you go down with these new rules in place? It's just a fire sale. Take what you can get for absolutely everybody. So, so does that make it beneficial for us to have all players on contract if we're going to go down? I just think we've got to... You've got to then we at least getting... We're getting nominal fees for players, right? You know, it's it it is better to have two sherbets and a dib dab to have never had two sherbets and a dib dab. Exactly. There you go. Even if that dib dab has been dropped on the floor and has some some dirt on it already, but um, still prime, yeah. still prime real estate on the schoolyard. <laughs> yeah, I think we've yeah. got to plan. You've got to also plan for the fact that we might stay up, and you don't want to put yourself in a situation where we're so set up to go down that actually staying up causes a rick in the plan as well um but i i don't know i i I don't know what this is such a huge problem it's been a huge problem for wednesday going into this season but it seems to be a continual problem for wednesday is that we're very much getting players who are on the decline not as doing as well as the kind of the kind of reputation that kind of goes before them it it seems to all go wrong for players at Sheffield Wednesday. So do you do another mass clear out or do you look to somehow change and kind of adapt that culture to, I don't know, somehow get the best out of these players? Because it's, I, but I haven't seen that, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we've seen enough. I think we know that Bannon's got good quality. I th- I don't question keeping keeping him on. I think he'd be surprised at how, quite how, barbaric the market will be for a guy who's five foot nothing and rapidly approaching his 32nd birthday come the summer um he he will get a shock he will he for me he's quite likely to end up on one of those lists where 
you know, out of out of contact 11s when September and you're looking a bit desperate for something. I could easily see Barry Bannon. If he's got an idea, uh, ideas above his station in terms of what he's worth wage-wise. He can um, go go meet up for, in the park with some training sessions with Jack Wilshire and Clinker uh, Lucas exactly. Aid between the two of them. You know? Yeah, Balotelli up top. Um, exactly. Um, I've got more question marks over Lees. I think Lees has become a fairly sort of workaday type defender. He's improved this season over last and maybe the year before. Uh, but he's improved to the level of okay. Uh, so I think we could replace him. I don't think it's an impossible task. My worry is, would would we get somebody quite as good as Tom Lee's in either of the scenarios, whether we stay up or go down? I just don't know. I think it would end up probably costing more money than we'd, <laughs> we'd want to pay out. Um, it's just that thing, again, if you've got a, per- a reasonably good, I'm not always going to say perfectly good, a reasonably good option, I don't know. It's 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 tricky. But again, Tom Lee's, I can't see people lining up for him. Reach, I think, is, again, He's we've had this glimmer of there's still that good quality player in there. Sure, sure. Uh, but I'm, I, Lee's feels like a player to me who could probably go elsewhere and someone can get quite a decent, consistent song out of him. I Probably. can see Lee's turning up at somewhere like Stoke very much, um, or Pre- or maybe yeah, Preston, something like that. I don't know. I just feel like there'll be clubs in the in the the north uh, who will see him as a reliable option. And I think if he's not the captain, he'll he'll flourish somewhere else if he's got the right sort of partner next to him. Um, should we talk about? The match midweek against Huddersfield. I think we're contractually obliged to talk about that. Um, you know, Rich, I I once listened to I think it was a, a You Made It Weird episode. You know, Pete Holmes's podcast where he interviews celebrities with the wonderful Sarah Silverman. She told the story about being a guy and then having sex for the first time, and she then looked at the clock and saw that three hours had elapsed as part of being in the throes of passion with this fortuitous chap. I felt the mild opposite of that, in that watching the tedium of what happened midweek, uh, 10 minutes just elapsed in the first half, and the second half actually just seemed 10 minutes long. <laughs> well, there's not a huge amount. I think particularly second half, there was not a huge amount that happened. Um, in terms of changes, we dropped... Van Aken and and put Luongo straight back in uh, and well t- talking about ten minutes basically ten minutes in despite having it seemed like the whole team back on the edge of our box mm-hmm. we we let their top goal scorer just have all the time and space he wanted it's I offers <laughs> body language and lackadaisical attitude as he saunters out of the box away from their top scorer is shocking to behold i had to keep i i sort of found myself slightly mesmerized by just how blasé he looked turning yeah. around and leaving him unmarked not mentioning to anyone that he was there um and then lo and behold a fairly simple pass across the box gets to him and he didn't close him down particularly well yeah. wildsmith gets beaten again doing the thing of covering his near post and leaving the whole of the rest of the goal for the for the guy to hit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're pretty much instantly a goal down in a, a, a tricky local derby. Uh, I had no idea what we were trying to do game plan wise that, that first for most of that first half. Um, I still wasn't sure what the formation was after 15 minutes. People just seemed to be wandering around willy nilly. Um, and then Berner took a, tor- a horrible 
crack to the head. Um, I presume that's why he missed the game today. Uh, yes, sir. It's got a concussion, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, Palmer came in, and at least that meant we went to a kind of a semblance of a normal formation. It, it, it meant we went to four at the back. Um, 24 minutes, we gave away another one of our customary signature silly free kicks. It was an okay free kick. <laughs> it it was it wasn't moving particularly fast, but it wasn't going in the top corner. But it was enough for Wildsmith to palm it into the, the goal. He got there palm easily. He didn't have to dive to get there. He walked to it and palmed it in. Uh, and it was just the whole game from us was just so laboured. Getting over the halfway line felt like a huge arduous task. Um, and then we lost Luongo at halftime, so he's kind of you know he's he's straight back in the team, um, but only lasted a, a half. Seemingly again an injury because he didn't play today. He's not in the squad today. Yeah. <sighs> I also gave away a penalty, which thankfully they missed. <laughs> but it was just grim. It was awful. It was an awful, awful game to watch. It, it was quite possibly the worst. I don't know. I I think I was almost. I don't know if I said this to you, Rich, but I don't know if it was as bad as Rotherham or if not worse in its own kind of easily, way. Easily, I think. Yeah, easily. It's easily up there for worst performance of the season. Um, one thing I did note, and I've, I, I think we kind of maybe touched on this in previous weeks, but players like an excuse when they're given one. And this group of players are weak-willed. They're, they, you know, there's, there's, there's very little backbone to this, this group of players. Yeah. And, I am what I'm now very worried that all of Pulis's talk about we're lacking this, that, and the other. We've got, you know, they're trying hard, but we don't have that. And I need to get this, and I need to. We need to sort that out. We need a lot done. And it's almost like he Pulis has written off the time between now and the and the transfer window. Yes, yes. And I think the squad have bought into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, do you remember Carlos used to do? It's it reminded me of of this this period under Carlos. He would always moan about the number of games they were playing, and he would always say things like, "You know, you can't possibly recover in seventy two hours. That's not physically, biologically impossible to recover, and all this sort of stuff." And then, lo and behold, the players turned up, turned out and gave a leggy, lazy, tired performance. And I sort of think. Yeah, giving you're giving them the excuse. I th- I feel like these players are wandering out on the pitch and kind of going, yeah, we can try hard, but we don't have the quality. We don't have the thing, the things that we need. And maybe if we can just get to like it's like a toddler who bumps their head, you know, falls over and bumps their head or bumps their knee. Yes, and they look at their mum for the reaction. And at the moment, Tony Pulis is pulling a sad face, so they cry. That's what this team is doing at the moment. <laughs> I don't want to liken them all to toddlers, but they that's how they are behaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, the, my worry is that we can't afford to do that. Yeah. We're giving ourselves a bigger and bigger mountain to climb when our season starts, in inverted commas. Um, and then, you know, we're waiting for the January transfer window, but then effectively most of the business is going to be done near the end of the January transfer exactly. window. Exactly. So, so that's another two months, basically, or another month and a half of where we're at. Of which is probably going to be what, like another seven, seven, eight games. Yeah, we're well over the halfway mark. I mean, we're on eighteen games today. Um, five more takes us to twenty-three. It's, yeah, it's a long time the, waiting to get our season started. 
if we're talking the 30th of um we've got Preston on the 30th of January so if most of that business doesn't happen till the end of that window there's 10 games between now and then it's so worrying that we have almost sort of down tools and we're waiting for our savior to come uh with his checkbook and <laughs> I just don't know I don't know what we can buy who we can buy we look short all over the pitch at the moment. Do we want to? Should we? Should we? Uh, uh, do you have anything else for midweek, or should we? I mean, they're both much of the same. It's like it's like for like in just, some way. There was just no impetus to make any change in what happened on the pitch, and that was really huge. From looking at that from the halftime substitution, I it's such a downer to be two 0 down and then see Pelopesi coming off the bench. Yeah. It's not the lift anyone needs. No, you know, I, I'm almost desperate for some monk tactics of just. Someone shitting the bed and chucking more forwards at it. Yeah. You know, and when and when Pulis came in, I felt the substitutions were really purposeful and considered. And like all the ones the past few games have just been really poorly thought of and just kind of improvised too quick. It feels a bit, I don't know. I mean, we had the same stuff today, didn't we? It was still a bit of, you know, yeah, I, I mean, Brown, I don't... Brown and Rhodes coming on. I don't know. I, the it's thing I've got to say is, the... yeah, I, I have to. I thought it was interesting hearing what you said about that. I, I, I can't disagree. But I, I, you know, I feel like I'm putting a lot on Pulis's door here for, for all that, but the players were just awful. There was no application, no desire, and Huddersfield never needed to think about second or third gear. It was fine for them just playing in first gear. It was so easy and simple for them. And, and I'm just I'm so staggered by how night and day it was from the weekend. It, that's the and, frustrating thing, isn't it? Yeah, and that and that awful hallmark that seems to be, you know, deep in the DNA of this Wednesday team, that we play better against good teams and we play yeah. really poorly against lesser teams. Yeah, yeah. You know, Rich, we talked about this revolving managerial thing and sometimes my brain is so addled by what goes on that I almost want Lee Bowen back. Um, remember I talked about this new Saturday night rotating managerial host thing? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Great, It'd be great to have him back, and maybe he could do that skit where he tucks his chin and goes, it's unacceptable. <laughs> I also think a good musical guest just for his pronunciation would be Phoebe Bridges. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Phoebe Bridges. And we could also have a skit where he goes, so Phoebe, you have made an excellent album, which is named Punisher. I am known as the Punisher for when Wednesday sack a manager and remind Wednesday X to be thankful someone else is coming along. <laughs> but seriously I just missed a manager who felt some impetus to have a plan of attack or at least a plan to attack and I'm really embarrassed to come out and say I think Lee Bullen is someone better than than what we've got it's just try and change this game like treat every game like a cup final we have to kick and scrap for every single point or maybe a multi maybe maybe even more than one point we could pick up a game maybe points plural as opposed to point don't, singular. Don't be, yeah, I'd, it's going in with this sort of defeatist attitude just doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me. But it also, as you say, it's like the most we can hope for is a draw in these games. I don't know. It's just so, it's so strange to watch. It's so hard to watch. Um, is it worth talking about today? And then we can kind of take the week as a whole, maybe? Talking about the Barnsley game? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> That's what enthusiasm sounds like, folks. <laughs> Bottle that up, Wednesday squad. Or have a wee snifter of that like it's Olbus before a game. <laughs> Slap it all over your boobs like Vic's Vapor Rob. Uh, dunks. 
Charlie Dunkley, straight in. Mm. Who knew? He exists. He's real. He's a man. He's alive and well. Uh, what did you What did you think of the Dunkachino? It was okay. <laughs> it wasn't the um, it, it wasn't the dream debut for. No, no. The terrible debut. It lives in that. Um, it lives in that middle. That middle uh, grey channel spectrum of you know it's it's average or it's okay yeah uh but it it meant we went for a back four so van aken um went to, to left back um lees and and uh, dunkley were in the middle there and, and Odebajo, uh was right back and i was back doing his his new role in midfield and i think this this uh, game seemed to be it seemed to be less of a kind of cohesive three and he was much more of a holding guy in front of the back four and then the other two were a bit further forward like that felt felt like a slightly marked difference from the way it worked last weekend uh not to say he didn't have a couple of bursts of uh bursts forward with possession uh but by and large he was he was sort of hanging back and uh and providing that something of a shield although i don't know how effective it was today um <laughs> Just in terms of notes, I've got bright start. I've also put Patterson's throws seem to be getting a bit better. And then I think I figured out later on that um, maybe it's just the addition of <laughs> Iorfa and Dunkley that make the mm. long make more sense. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> Actually that's something. Target. Yeah. Um, before, I mean, dream start. This is a bit like Reading. We kind of started really well. Um, Bannon clips a little ball over the top. Their keeper came out and did a bizarre star jump over the ball. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I, I said uh, the Barnsley keeper was some real comedy. The Barnsley keeper makes himself large, about seven feet above the ball. <laughs> he completely got that. He must, mm. must have been thinking that Windass was going to flick it or something. He was trying to like block a shot that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so and then Windus just couldn't believe his luck as he rolled it into the empty net. Probably the easiest goal he's ever scored in his career. Yeah. Um, and they looked. This is the frustrating thing today. Is I thought Barnsley looked fragile at the back pretty much all game. Like that balls over the top mm-hmm. seemed to worry them. Um, they very rarely cleanly cleared set pieces. When we got the ball in the box, we seemed to be able to kind of like elongate the pressure of a. Even though. If, we didn't have a huge amount of quality going into the box. We still managed to like close down, then breaking out and and, and make those moments last longer. Um, I think there was a huge height disparity. They they've got a fairly small team, and and uh, with Dunkley, Patterson, and and I on the pitch, we've got some some whoppers in there. And even Windass was winning some headers. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> I mean Barnsley did look they did look more dangerous when they were on the front foot. Um, They've got a pressing game, which is not particularly highly evolved looking. It, it's it's quite just, you know, chasing the ball round. Um, by and large, we passed round it fairly well, uh, which shows you how good it is as, as, a, as, 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 as a facet of their game. Uh, but 14 minutes in, they hit a bad corner that should have been cleared at the front post. And Wildsmith, utterly perplexingly, just palmed it up in the air so that it reached perfect head height right in the middle of his goal. Yeah. <sighs> there must be six games this season where we've given away goals through goalkeeper error. 
not not a not a poor save or a bad bit of positioning, but you, something that the goalkeeper has done to hand possession to the opposition and and give away a chance. Do you think it's that few amount of games? I would I would say I would say you're I would say you're being conservative. I'd say I Ruth, might well be. I, I was trying I'd to. Say, figure... I'd say so. We've played eighteen games. Yeah, that's at least fifty percent. I would probably say ten out of eighteen. We've got. I, I was trying to find the figures. I couldn't. I couldn't find a ready source for them before um, we started recording, unfortunately. But what I did find was, in terms of con- goals conceded per ninety minutes, we have two goalkeepers in the top fifteen. Um, while Joe Wildsmith is now tenth on that uh, table, and Cameron Dawson comes in at a cool fourteenth in terms of goals conceded per ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also, I think, third or fourth bottom in terms of percentage of shots on target that are saved. So this is not this is not a um, a vendetta that we are blinded by. We are just simply not getting what we need from the goalkeepers. And actually, interestingly, both games this week, Huddersfield's uh, Ben Hamer is a pretty crap goalkeeper. That um, was a thing that really, really upset me because he was. <laughs> He was so chunky in that. He was so awful. Today. Yeah, he wasn't very good either. But I, I, uh, Ben Hamer's a woeful goalkeeper for this level. But what do you know? One thing I noticed about him was he didn't throw the ball into the middle of his goal and then stand back and watch a goal go in. So how come even these bad keepers for other teams don't do the the outright? Well, the Barnsley keeper did do a pretty Wildsmith esque flail at the at that first at our goal today um but by and large they are not making the clear and obvious errors that just hand goals to the opposition i don't know it's um it's so frustrating and i think it must be so disheartening for the the rest of the team because this is how many times are the midfield and the strikers against almost against all odds giving us a platform in games and then having it thrown away through no pressure. Barnsley had to do nothing to score that goal. Really, I know. I know. Well, it, it almost seemed like it was so, again, so effortless for them. Like it, it seemed like it almost seemed like, you know, this was engineered. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was a, it was a bad corner. Well, I, I don't know. Cause it, it just, it seems so casual. It seemed intentional. I mean, you said it was a bad corner, like it was a miss kick, but it seemed purposeful. It, it was like been a cleared slow post, I think, is the thing. Yeah, I don't understand what happened there. That was that was some poor. Def- the defenders can't kind of get away with this, but but when then when it's not know, ahead, Wildsmith's got it chest height to catch. Yeah, <laughs> it, the inexplicable thing is that he kind of gives it a thumbs up till the to the middle of the goal. <laughs> I think I think I'm I I know what you're saying. Like it's not a bad corner because it worked and they scored, but I think <laughs> it should have been mopped up at the front post twice. Which to me makes poor corner, but they got away with it. But I, I thought Dawson was the one who, but maybe they all, you know, this is you study Wednesday, and this is what all Wednesday goalkeepers do. You, you know, it doesn't matter. You get a little, you get a little volleyball assist on it, right? Yeah. So it's another, yeah. it's another deep dish. It's another deep dish. I don't need a slice of Papa John's. I just <laughs> need another Wednesday goalkeeping deep dish. Blood. <laughs> Oh, I don't know which one's more offensive. <laughs> the person doing that advert, my impression of that person doing the advert, bless them, or just Wednesday, Wednesday's goalkeeper. 
<laughs> we're all we're all suddenly in the windy city in Chicago town, though, aren't we? For like this this uh, absolute laden quiche of a pizza slice that we get served up every day. It's just <laughs> just full of crap in the middle as well. It's not even a tasty slice of pizza. <laughs> I really want some pizza now. Yeah, you've talked yourself into it. <laughs> I think it has to be said, you know, the, between the two performances. Today was better than Huddersfield. It's not. It was. It was. But it, it was. was. It was much better than Huddersfield. It was. But I mean, that's. I think that's the problem, though, because this was today was average. But yeah. The problem is, average is not going to. It. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. It depends if. I mean, if you want Wednesday to get relegated, if if you think that you know the goal of football is to have some moments where you stroke it around a bit and you look okay. <laughs> And um, hoof it up front, and then not win the first ball. But when you do win the first ball, rarely win the second ball. Then, then yeah, then we're succeeding. We're doing well. Oh dear. I don't and see then, any impetus to make things change. Well, definitely from that first half, and definitely from all ninety minutes of Huddersfield. The stuff that I can remember before I somehow turned into a uh, what's the name of that people who just um, fall asleep all the time? Narcoleptic. Narcoleptic, yeah, the 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 John Smith's narcolepsy. <laughs> I once watched a documentary. This is one thing that's really stuck with me through life. Um, there was a documentary on on a girl who had narcolepsy, and when she laughed, she would fall asleep. And her favorite show <laughs> to watch was Friends. And like, it was really bizarre watching her watch her favorite show because it's like she's just falling asleep constantly. Um, which I guess was what it was like, yeah, for you watching the the Huddersfield game. Um, apart from the love and the laughter. Uh, <laughs> Thirty minutes in, Bannon got booked for being a mouthy wee yap. Um, mm. <laughs> just talked his way into that. Which means he misses next game. Yeah. Um, it was th- so the first half was. I, I suppose the whole game was a bit like this, but the first half was weird. It was like. It was all pe- played at a frantic pace. There was a lot of like head tennis and the ball just bouncing back and forth around the midfield. There wasn't a huge amount of quality from either team. Um, but we just looked a bit brittle and mm. on edge the whole time. And it was no surprise when on the 38th minute that, you know, they produced a little bit of quality. There's a little, a decent ball over the top. Van Aken's gone to sleep. Uh, Dunkley's gone to sleep. And... Um, the uh, Barnsley player just, just poked it home fairly comfortably. Um, I thought that was a really great work goal for Barnsley. It was I really mean, nice. Gonna work, be, yeah. Like considering the first one was just just awful from everybody. Like this is it's like the crap crap nineties football. Was it? Is that the oh, is yeah, that the yeah. account or is it? It's it's something for that really. You just need it to be a little bit more muddier. And that's some of the type of stuff that you see. But well, that was a really well-worked goal. I thought it was... It was. This, this is kind of the problem. that, Like, a, you know, Huddersfield, you know, bad sides, but still better than Wednesday. You know, I don't think Barnsley are a particularly good side, but they're a lot better than Wednesday. And they seem to have those players who, I don't know, have this thing that a bit of agility. They can move around the ball and move around the pitch and he can play the ball. And then, you know, it was... One ball, little clip, lovely clip through ball, and he controlled it, and I think it was a decent finish. Um, I will say, though, that, like, uh, I don't know, defensively is a bit flat-footed from us. Yeah. Um, Wildsmith needs to do so much better. He megs Wildsmith. 
Well, Wildsmith basically did came out like their goalkeeper did for our goal, um, just in the microcosm. He 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 barely got out of his six yard box, but he did the mm. same thing. He did a big, nice, big star jump so that it was it was easy to pop it between his legs. So that's twice he's been megged in seven days and two and three games. Yeah, uh, not good enough. Um, porn star with a mortgage. That's what Wildsmith's like with his legs open. Oh, another half-time change. <clears throat> and again, Luke's it's that, that positive Luke's change. Player. Let's chase the game by bringing Chasey, Chasey, Chasey Joey on. And I, I mean, maybe we'll hear that Van Aken was injured. I didn't think Van Aken had done anything particularly wrong in no, the first half. Um, no, maybe he made was... himself a second assist from uh, Bannon's uh, pass. He he put in a nice tackle to to make that happen. Bannon made a point of going across and thanking him for it. So I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit here, Rich. Go so while I've been doing this, I've just been kind of just checking out Twitter. Um, Iorfa's got an Achilles injury and he's out for the season. Oh. Yeah, I really hate to say that to you, but maybe I take a little bit of mild <laughs> mild negative joy of seeing getting, getting the reaction live. Yeah, because this is just me in the pandemic. I'm just losing my mind, basically. What's the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa says something horrible to Ralph and it's, it's caught on film? And you can, if you pause it, you can it's, catch his heartbreaks. The moment his heartbreaks. That's basically what you've just heard there. Is the moment my heart broke. It's uh, bad, but I mean, this is the thing. I mean, this is the thing that kind of irks me so much. It's like, I, yeah, you can make halftime substitutions. I don't think you need to make one substitution. But that's the thing midweek. It's like you could change like as many of these players as you can. But obviously, I think you've got to look at it, and you're probably going to look at it from a very pragmatic kind of viewpoint, especially for someone like Tony Pulis to think, well, I'm going to have to make changes later in the game. But like Huddersfield half time was definitely two, three substitute region. And then you said, like, I hope Luongo was, he said Luongo looked a bit kind of done. Yeah. Yeah. He looked a bit off or something like that, didn't he? Yeah, but I don't, you can't, and it's the same thing kind of feeding into what you're saying. We can't, I can't just kick players to the side for the sake of, you know, I can't, I can't lament and shout at Jos van Aken for not being Dominic Iorfa when Dominic Iorfa is now, now done for the season. Ugh, yeah. Well, the thing is, I think that, I think the strange, uh, well, the disappointing thing, and maybe this is a new, you know, I, Right, I'll put my thoughts in an order that actually makes some sense and stop <laughs> interrupting sure. myself. did that three times in about five seconds, sorry. Um, so one thing at play here is Pulis is saying out loud that, the you know, saying to the press, this squad is short of lots of things. He, the after the Huddersfield game, he was asked, you know how what what places he needs players and where does he see the need for changes and he said I won't I'm not going to say because I might say something I'll regret so presumably at some so that's what he's saying in public we've got to assume that that's the very at the very least that's how he's feeling privately so part of him is just he doesn't know which parts of this squad he can trust he doesn't have much faith in them he is dismissive of the qualities of this squad that he has at his disposal and basically is counting the minutes till he gets to make some changes so that's part of it but the depths to which he's almost sort of doubting himself doubting these players doubting uh, what's available to him it's it's that's why we're starting these games in such a weird position 
and he's having to correct as as the game plays out. So so Burner got injured, but I think he would have had to make a change. That 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 defense wasn't working midweek, and it would have needed to be changed. So Pelopesi coming on at half time in these last two games has been a corrective to him getting it wrong from the start, which is different to making a positive change for the. So it's almost like let's start afresh with the team I should have had out and then and then I'll make changes on top of it. But I think you're right. I think definitely when you're 2-0 down at half time, that's when let's let's get let's make something happen. Let's do something completely different. But it's like he's having to fix weird things he's done with the starting lineup in in every game almost, which is a bad it's worrying. It's a bad position to be in. Um I don't think this is a good... I just... You know, I didn't really want Tony Pulis. No. You know, I don't think you did. I don't think the host of Wednesday I did. I was hoping the thing would be at least that we would keep it tight. We're not keeping it tight anymore. We've conceded four goals in the past two games. No, six goals in the past three games. So we've gone from keeping it very tight and being like between the, the zero and one kind of average to now it's straight two goals last three games. And... You know, the goalkeeping's been pretty bad. I don't know. Maybe just replacing the goalkeeper is good enough. Um, but you, we need to get something out of these players. I yeah. can't just be dreaming and hoping for, I don't know, who does he want? Who's he going to bring in? Is it, is, is it like, I don't, he doesn't quite have the Harry Redknapp favorites, does he? But like, I'm like, no. John, John Obi Mikel coming in is not going to make this any better. <laughs> What's the little guy, the Welsh, is it John Johnny Williams? He signed him a few times as well, I think. He's all right, isn't he? He's all right. Um, no, I, I I know what you mean. It's a bit I, of a it's a bit of a lesser Bannon, as maybe not even up to the yeah. standards of lesser Bannon these days. But I know what, yeah. I know what you mean in terms of it. Felt like we'd got the the settled back four kind of thing, and and we we were getting at least a kind of we were looking hard to beat. I I that's changed for whatever reason. I don't know whether it's the goalkeeping might genuinely be part of it because no defense the best defense in the world is going to give up a chance or two and yeah. you need your goalkeeper to be able to make a, a save i mean I, I was a little bit harsh during the game today but just being a competent human being i just don't know you cannot account for there's no and and monk suffered from this as well but what joe wildsmith did for that first goal today nobody's ever told him to do that at a corner um, it doesn't matter, you know, as your coach, as his coach, you must be looking on thinking what on earth have you just done as his manager? You just cannot, you can't, you can't plan for <laughs> just abject uselessness that you, that's a breakdown of just even just if he stood still, it would have been better than what he did. If the ball bounced off him, his chest and went out of play, that would have been 10 times better than palming it up into the middle of the goal. I just, you cannot fathom the mistakes that are being made at times. And it, I don't know whether it's Tony Pulis has got there quicker than me, but I, I think we're, tr- we're, we're trying to push and have more of an attacking bent because we, can't, we, we know we're going to concede goals. So it's not good enough yeah. to just be good defensively. You won't, get, you won't get a draw because Joe Wildsmith will have to face one shot. And the chances are, if you get one shot, you'll score it. He will throw it into the right. net. He'll stand with his legs akimbo. It, you know, he'll palm it in. If you get it on target, it's a goal, pretty much. Yeah, 
And also defensively, like, I don't remember anything else Wildsmith did today. No. Um, uh, anything else he had to face, I'm going to say. And that was the same when we looked at um, the, the Norwich game. He had two saves, two shots on target in the, in the whole of the second half. They're both goals. Yeah. So I think I th- part of me is sympathising with Pulis because it's like, well, you've got so I can't, it's not good enough now just to be hard to beat because I just I genuinely don't have a goalkeeper that can be trusted to well behave in a sensible manner. You know, I know it's incredible to say we're looking at a transfer. You know, um, there was a great tweet which obviously I think a few Wednesday nights commented on, which was like, imagine putting all your hope into the January transfer window when it's yeah. the most difficult. Yeah. Kind of transfer window, but we could just get a, a half competent keeper. You know, we could get a, a, a goalkeeper as shit as Ben Hamer or Walton <laughs> in that exactly. for Barnsley, and it's an improvement. And if we did that retroactively, I think we'd be outside the the bottom three right now. Yeah, the the second a goal, half a goalkeeper. We... You know, it's the funny thing about the goalkeeper. You know. I don't expect a goalkeeper is going to come up and muller the ball into the net from a you know heading in a corner from a set piece or something no, like this. No. But uh, goalkeepers are worth points. It's unfortunately it's still a classic kind of age dated reference from Brian Clough that's still very true today. <clears throat> yeah, and I thought Wildsmith was a better of I don't know I don't know maybe maybe Kieran Westwood needs to come back or well, at least Kieran we Westwood don't know where he's up to do we if uh, if his how his groin is. Torn his groin. Um, uh, so we're at the halftime mark in our analysis, aren't we? Because I know we. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how much we want to, because it's it's a lot of half chances and nearly nearlies and things like that. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was good. Um, but I want to say half time from the stats. Can we talk about the stats at half time? Okay. No, in the midst of my um, the elevate ads and the <laughs> screw fix and the pizza. We have quite a bottom on her that uh, elevate lady. She has, she has. Shout out to, I think that's um, Paddy, Paddy New York Owls. The Owls of Maricester commented on his highlighters, <laughs> his highlighters, the, the, the young, young lasses, uh, arse cheeks, <laughs> flapping around when she, uh, I mean, it's not that sort of podcast, but it just sometimes like today, you've got to cling to what's there. Luke has really clearly enjoyed the, um, the tremendous voiceover work on the on the Papa John's pizza advert. Um, you've all got to find your your zen. You've got to find your thing. And for me, it was um, yeah, it was was it was it came in the shape of a backside. Put your football scarf toting face into a slice of pizza. <laughs> what? A, I, weirdly, that's also a man who is from both equidistant living in both both uh, the, uh, the the the. the Grimes of London and weirdly Newcastle. <laughs> Put them somewhere near Lincolnshire, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's where it kind of looks like we did. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened there. I'm just. I need some Papa John's pizza, don't I, Rich? Anyway, halftime slats. Uh, halftime slats. Yeah, nice pickled chili alongside it. <laughs> Lukey free bellies. Yeah. Um. Miraculously, we had more possession despite not having any control on the game. We had 51.5% possession. Well, this was us sort of playing around their press. Like, I don't know, it was very, it was, it was always awkward and, and uncomfortable. But I mean, I don't I, remember them ever catching us with their press. I don't know. I just, it, but it seemed a weird thing. Like, Barnsley always looked dangerous despite the fact, you know, they scored from 
you know, the one chance they effectively created and the second one that Joe Wildsmith handed them, yeah. you know, with his, uh, with his silver service gloves. Uh, the weird thing is, like, you know, I was, I was watching that and just being the first half, just being like, somebody just get the foot on the ball and just control it and then just take a bit of... We never had that. So no. I know, I know, I, I get that we're trying to get the ball forward quickly and we do that. But, you know, as like, again, looking back at the possession stats, we've got more possession, yet we get the ball forward quickly and no one really wins the first ball. And then barely ever someone wins the second if we do win the first. But here's where we're talking about having a competent goalkeeper. Because, so they had three shots, scored two of them. I think the third was that one where Harry Styles was like pulling up his high-waisted Prada britches and then (laughs) (laughs) somehow skied it. And I think they're giving that, they're generously giving that to Joe Wildsmith as a save. I don't know that it was a save. I think it was just a straight miss. But... I think that's their getting third a, shot on target. Getting the old watermelon sugar high, was he? <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, it's not, is it? The the, the shot, third shot on target, which was a good save, was Connor Woodrow's one down to his left. It was a good save, but thankfully Reach cleared oh. it because, again, Wildsmith palmed it straight out to what would have been their onrushing attacker who would have nodded it into the empty net while Wildsmith looked up at it um, if Reach hadn't cleared it. Um, but So they had three shots on target, scored two of them. We had four shots on target, and I think we had two blooming decent shots on target because I yes. think Harris's effort in the 48th minute was, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. And it was a great save. Mm-hmm. And Pelopessis was pretty good as well. Pelopessis was awesome. Well, Pelopessis uh, had the keeper done all over, which he... Well, he what, saved bombed. it onto the bar, didn't he? Saved it onto the post and it bounced back and then it bounced yeah. off of onto the post again and he didn't know where it was. Of course he didn't know where it was. That just <laughs> adds a little salt. That's a little salt on your Papa John slice, isn't it? Yeah. Really? And Windass had his effort that was it was straight down the keeper's throat, so I don't count that as highly in terms of the goalkeeping. It was a good but, hit, but I mean it didn't really bring anything no. out of the goalkeeper. But I think I think Harris and Pelupesi's goals shots go in against our goalkeepers. Yeah. But when you've got somebody that is, you know, at least kind of doing the very basics of earning their position as a goalkeeper in the championship, they make those saves. I Yeah, I, I also wonder a little bit, like, I, I don't know if that's the, I don't know, I, maybe I'm a bit too sympathetic to, to Big Town. Um, like, I know that managers come out with stuff and it seems like this stuff that they kind of say that kind of, you know, is there to kind of save their reputation and their position. Not that, unfortunately, he's probably got a massive long contract and he's very short into yeah. it. So yeah. he's not not in any fear of getting fired anytime soon. Um, but I, I do feel, do you think that's a little bit of like things going against us? Like little things going against us? Um, I mean, if, if in those moments where Wildsmith remembers he's a goalkeeper and not a fucking clown, then... But see, I, I think it's... Um... I think if this was a one-off, you could lament, oh, we were a little bit unlucky. We probably had the better yeah. of the chances. But this is every... Yeah. And the decision to push ahead with what we had as goalkeepers is the is probably the biggest thing that was... The, the biggest decision Gary Monk made was to not sign a goalkeeper yeah. uh, in the summer. Uh, especially given that he was freezing out Westwood. So it was a, it was a huge, huge decision to make. Uh, it, it's just... 
<laughs> as I said, I do. I sympathize. I similarly, similarly sympathize with with Big Tone. That it's almost like, what can you do? I, I, I've, I've sort of just seen his sort of comments post match, and he's sort of saying, "How do you how do you build confidence? You know, you got to. It's got to come from somewhere." Mm. Um, but I, I do. I feel for the rest of the team. Um, yeah, because like the Reading game. We've we've gone out and built ourselves a platform for success. We've done to an extent. They've done their part. They've gone out and grabbed us a goal. So not not only can we, not only do we, you know, a clean sheet means a win there. And if we, even if we slip up and concede one, the worst we get is a, you know, worst that happens is a draw. Um, and then there's just things that happen on top of that that are sort of inexplicable. It's. Uh, I don't know. It's very hard to know what's going on because I th- I do think second half we had a reasonable go at it. The lack of quality is does let us down. I think Bannon let has let it was had a really weird game today. Um, he had a shot which was not terrible, but it also wasn't great. Uh, but the ball kept falling to him in big moments again, and he just didn't produce anything of note. Um, the the 90th minute was one of the worst when when um, Izzy Brown played the ball back to him and Bannon was had no pressure on him no pressure on the ball four or five people in the box plus Harris out wide you know so even if he kind of hedged it a bit in terms of his cross as long as it had enough legs Harris could sort of sweep up and give us a second effort and he kicked it straight out of play he went over everybody in the box it was a terrible angle <sighs> and I don't know whether he's his partly his mind's elsewhere. I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's going to move in January, or just it, 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 we've t- we've asked for too much for too long from him. I don't know, but it's all adds itself. The thing to is, it. though, I mean, we've looked very constantly to Bannon to yeah. do something when the rest of the team isn't doing anything. Mm. Um, but I mean, in previous times, he's he's not let us down. Previous, it's just been this season. I think he has let us down. So it feels uncharacteristic. Maybe this is, you know, maybe this is a bit too much, step too much. Maybe this is the point where his confidence has evaporated. Yeah, yeah. I suppose he's allowed to suffer from that same as anybody. It's not in his nature to go hiding when that happens. No. Speaking of going hiding, we once again insisted on putting Jordan Rhodes on the pitch. Yeah, I know. No Kachunga. <laughs> No Kachunga. No Kachunga. Mind you, Kachunga did the square of a chuff all against Huddersfield. We um we really loved playing a lot of players against Huddersfield. Huddersfield who, play, who used to used to play for them, including um Trumpy Bum was let go yes. of their academy, wasn't he? At the young age of right. eighteen, he got a leg break yeah. and then they said, Off you, off you, off you pop. And then he um I don't know, made made some of... degree of a career for himself to end up at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. There's two penalty shouts in the second half. Mm. Did what did you make of the two of them? So the first one was Dunkley after Pelupesi. Harris did a really lovely, uh, you know, kept the ball in, ran his man, uh, cut inside, played the ball off to Pelupesi, who had worked so hard to keep up with Harris that he just sort of fell over when the when the ball came to him. Um, and from that corner, Patterson ended up playing head tennis with himself, and then Dunkley was sort of it looked like he was sort of pushed over tripped over in the box i don't know it would have been harsh probably as a penalty but what did you make did you think that had any merit um i think it looks like a foul yeah and it's in the box i i get your point that it's probably yeah 
I, get the I think it would have been fair enough if it was given. I think it's the sort that I'd be annoyed if it was given against Wednesday because that sort of thing happens all the time yeah. and doesn't get given. But you could certainly have given it. Um, the other one was Rhodes. Harris put a great cross into the box. Um, I think I lean on the side of just being more annoyed that Rhodes didn't try and head it in. I thought it would. I thought that was the one that was a penalty. Myself. Yeah, well, the question mark is why? Why wouldn't Jordan Rhodes try for? You know, why would he fall over in that situation? And I think that's what John on the commentary said as much. But the reason why I think Jordan Rhodes falls over in that situation is he's so bereft of confidence and quite weak. And yes, I said he has the heart and determination of a sickly field mouse. I feel like Rhodes has been spending a lot of time in the gym at Middlewood Road, just just kind of doing bicep curls with a can of beans. <laughs> All those little like ankle weights that are like less than a kilogram on each. Yeah, that's nice. I just <laughs> I don't know what what we're expecting when we throw Jordan Rhodes on in these situations. <clears throat> Do you know the funny thing is we talked about we talked about Barnsley only having a few opportunities and yet scoring with both of them in the first half. Yeah. I mean I mean really that's the damage done, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's who's to say if we if we were playing better or we were in a better position in the game, they may well have been able to find another gear and compete mm. with us. But just on what we saw, we should have done better than than we than we did or with our chances, I think. But, oh, and then to go back to the commentary, you mentioned John Pearson. He said a goal is not enough. And then Shirley Manson chimed in with, but it is such a perfect place to start, Miles. <laughs> but anyway, to go back to, I mean, we've really got to talk about, I think we can probably also, maybe to be generous, I thought we would much better second half. Yeah. Still, unfortunately, you know, above average is not, still unfortunately good enough to win games in the championship and to kind of atone atone for the sins that top 40 Joe was uh, to the charts um, but to at the 53 minute did you think um, I thought that was a very generous offside call against yes, Wednesday yes, I thought that was probably 3-1 to Barnsley and I don't understand why the Barnsley player who scored I can't remember who it was just kind of trotted off like like he expected it to yeah, I, I was a bit like I'm a bit confused. I I really thought that wasn't offside and that was a goal. I thought you would protest about it a bit more. I also don't know why when it was off when it was an offside cross, why they didn't get to pull the ball back and get the foul that that one of the three fouls that we'd given away in the lead up. Bannon kicked their guy over twice, and then Dunkley flew in and missed the ball altogether. Um, and then the next thing that happened was a, cr- an off- a cross to an offside player. I sort of thought, feel like on the benefit of um, playing on from those fouls, yeah. you probably get the free kick. But um... And also at the 72nd minute mark, did you comment on quite possibly the biggest honking miss from Styles, yeah. from Harry Styles? Yeah. He gave yeah. it a water, he did give it a watermelon sugar high into Lepping's lane end. <laughs> <laughs> he should have bagged from about six yards out because they, they, oh, okay. he pulled it, wasn't he? He was walking onto it. He was bringing it back into, you know, from the left into the kind of the goal center. And then he just skied it. Yeah. I, I'm staggered he missed. It was it was a terrible, terrible miss. But um, I really, definitely, we we could have deservedly lost 3-1 today, I'd say. Easily, yeah, I think yeah. so. 
an offside goal that I'm unsure why it was offside for them. <laughs> and a, a miss so bad and it smelled so bad that I smelled it here in Canada. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, yes. Yeah, a couple of, couple of uh, close let-offs, definitely. Um, but uh, I just... End of the game. I'm frustrated with. I'm frustrated with Wildsmith. I'm frustrated with. I think Jordan Rhodes had two fairly decent chances. He didn't really try for either of them. Um, because right at the end, that 95th minute, that chance. I don't know why he ducked. I don't know why. I just don't know what the point in having him on the pitch is. If he can't run, he looks terrified in possession. He doesn't really try and win headers. When the ball's played it to him in the box, he either falls over or cowers. It's less. It's like it's a, having him on the pitch is a is a negative. He's taking up a space that could be used for someone that tries and cares. I know we're trying. You know, we don't have many striking options, but I don't know. I just we had we had we had you know between him and Bannon, I, I ended up the game. Just very, very frustrated because I thought we 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 could have got an equaliser at some point, and with those six yeah. minutes added on, I just it just felt we, we didn't have the personnel on the pitch to take advantage of the opportunities that were presenting themselves, especially when especially taking Patterson off for Rhodes. He was um, was he upset about that? Or was he just upset in general? I don't you know. You saw him. You saw him. He didn't have a great him. game today, Patterson. To be fair, but it's just if those two balls into the box, the one where Rhodes went down, it claiming to be fouled, and the one where he just didn't, he cowered away from the nasty big Barnsley man. Um, I, I want Patterson there for both of those. Yeah, I Patterson getting played up front for the. I know. I know, but we're, we're doing we're doing that midfield thing again because I don't know. There's the mentality that he can flick it on to Windus or Harris, maybe. I just think he's a use. He just looks a very useful player, doesn't he? I think he just mm. it just feels like he's there to get involved in the game more. Um, and Windus has a lot of pace and drive uh, to try and sort of chase those opportunities in behind those lost causes. Mm. Anything else? I've got a final thought, if you don't have anything else, and then we could do some player ratings. Richie Springer's final thoughts. <laughs> I've just said, this record-breaking season keeps on giving. At this rate, we can call the season review the end of history. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest record that is looming in my mind at this point in time is Tony Pulis's never-been-relegated uh, record. Yes. yes. Uh, I'm worried in this season where we have lost in places we've never lost before lost to teams we've never lost to before or haven't for years and years um we may be testing that particular uh bit of the welshman's personal history you are you feeling a bit dr susie with like could you <laughs> could you would you lose to coventry <laughs> could you would you lose to derby yeah exactly um let's let's rate some players Top 40, or in terms of goals conceded per 90 minutes played, top 10, Joe Wildsmith. Um, he's going to, there's going to be a four involved, and that's a four. Ooh, ouchie. Yeah, Just, uh, I don't know. Like, it was weird. <laughs> I mean, against, you know, I, I saw the highlights. You felt that he was a very, very good goalkeeper against Reading. He did some good stuff, yeah. But he was, again, he was at fault for the goal, I think. Not the main person at fault, but he could have done better with the goal. Uh, 
but we haven't had any good stuff of late, really. Uh, the last couple no. of games. No, it's it's been an exceptionally thin gruel. Um, I'm going to go through the the team as it started. So it's then Odebajo was right back. Um, I'm getting a little bit tired of Odebajo at the back. <laughs> I'd like to see him for the field. I'd like to see him as like a sub or a starting kind of left wing for a bit of pace. I like that. I like that at that time. It was just, you know, I wondered if maybe we keep sticking with him, maybe. I think he had a part to play second half. I thought I thought the wing-back position suited him more because he could be on the front foot a little bit more. And there were a couple of moments where he'd got himself into good... He was a victim of Bannon's bad passing as much as anybody else today because I yeah. thought he'd got himself in good positions a couple of times. Um and Bannon just failed to to find him, or it took so long to get there that the the situation had evaporated. So score wise today, <laughs> did you hear that? No, I just fired. <laughs> it was a really long, rusty one. Um... <laughs> I would. Oh, let's. Oh, out of bash. Oh, giving us. It was a six. I. I feel like so much of this was six. Yeah. Six worthy. Uh, was it? Was it TJ Max? TJ least? TJ less? Um, TJ. TJ small medium. <laughs> TJ small medium. <laughs> TJ large large kid size. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a uh, six. He was, it was like yeah, it was like a six. So for those not fully up with the TJ scale, I thought second half. It was being... a bit TJ. It was a bit TJ Hughes, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought second half being the guy that was kind of as as we continued to push more men forward, being the kind of last line of things. I thought he was fairly assured doing that. Um, I don't think he was stretched too much, but um, I was quite pleased how how well he did in that role. But uh, yeah, not again, not not a shining example in terms of. He was pressured pretty easily, and when he's under pressure, he makes some odd decisions. Uh, the yeah. debutante, Dunkachino, Shay Dunkley. Ain't nobody like Shay Dunkley. That's it. That's all I've got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he was okay. He was okay, wasn't he? I don't. I. I don't remember anything. He did. I, uh, uh, maybe that's a huge bonus to our defense that, like, it seemed like a collective bollock dropping. <laughs> he col- he sort of uh, he sort of looked weirdly comfortable with the ball sometimes and picked out some passes and then other times looked completely pressured and shocked and all the rest of it. I, I couldn't quite make out. You know, when you see a player for the first time, you try you know first few times you're trying to get a feel for them. So what do they you know should I be worried in this situation? Is is this something they're comfortable with? And you know, like I often gets himself in trouble, but generally is good enough to play his way out of it so mm-hmm. you almost you almost stop getting worried you're just like oh it's fine he'll he'll be he'll emerge with the ball and you're shocked when it, that doesn't happen and i didn't know with dunkley like there's a couple of times he sort of stood on the ball <laughs> under a bit of pressure and managed to play a pass uh which was okay but i, I do i i think he may well be a guy that delivers on the promise in terms of attacking the ball in the opposition box because i did see not not reader-esque, but I did see a kind of a desire to get himself on the end of the ball in the box. And I, that could be good to have. I don't think we've really got that that burning out of the way 
um, you're going to get smashed if you get him. You know, if you if you're between my path, if you're on my path between me and the ball, you are going to be bludgeoned because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get that thing. Um, so I think that could be a nice addition once once he gets a bit settled in and we 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 find a, an ability to 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 you know seek him out in the box. Uh, but it did make a difference with the long throws. Um, we did give. Did you give him a six? Is that right? Or did I, I just have six? Yeah. 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 Um, I thought that was the case. I just doubted myself. Uh, yes, okay. Um I'm wondering. Did I think he was maybe a little bit at fault for that first goal? Well, I think Frazier was kind of nominally playing on. Yeah, playing right wing. So him ghosting into the box untracked has to has to fall uh, Van Aken's way. He got his um, he got his salad tossed by uh, by Frazier and his, and his scrambled eggs. <laughs> Mercy. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. I just megged Joe Wildsmith. Oh, my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, <laughs> Barry Bannon. We Barry Bannon. Um, disappointing. Um, let's go for 5.5. I think that seems, seems something. Oof. Damning, but I think fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I just think like the only thing we think we need him for these days is set pieces. I don't think he's very good at those. I'm beginning to lose faith of what he is good at. I don't know. I'm wondering about, I was just thinking randomly to myself right now about, you know, would you, so if you sign a new contract, you're really banking and backing on keeping Wednesday in this league. Cause otherwise then, like I said, with the wage restrictions in league one, it's a fire sale. Yeah. Um, would that be sometimes you think for maybe some players, they think I might not want to do that because, I'm putting myself in a position where, you know, you're still at the behest of the club and who wants to pay a fee for you? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, possibly. Or maybe it's just fire sale. Anyway, we'll probably end up like creating, you know, much like we were the last team to go down, one of the last teams to go down without parachute payments from the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. We'll probably end up inventing a new rule, which means that you have to have a tribunal system for these players. We'll be the experimental case. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, Bannon, I hope you get get well soon, young man. <laughs> get get a degree of confidence about your game from somewhere sometime soon. <laughs> C- coming Q1 2021, Bannon having a clue how to play football again. A teeny weeny bit of confidence. Uh, okay, let's go to uh, the man who was nominally his uh, midfield partner, uh, Dominic Iorfa. This could be this could be the last time we see Dominic Iorfa play for Sheffield Wednesday. Because mm. he'd be someone I think would go in a fire sale. He's got another year, is he? I think so. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I was disappointed. It wasn't maybe it wasn't quite the um, it wasn't the. Uh, I mean, he was. Uh, I think that was midweek against Huddersfield. That was his worst performance in the Sheffield yeah. Wednesday show. Yeah. I can't believe how bad that was, especially after such an amazing performance against Norwich the week, you know, just, yeah. just, just three days before, you know. Jinky righted the ship a little bit today or not so much? No, I don't know what he, I don't know what he brought to proceedings today. Mm. He wasn't bad, but he was just okay. I feel like generously giving him a six is kind of maybe, yeah, who knows when we'll next see him. Yeah. And let's go for the the last sort of member of that midfield in uh, in Patterson. Six. Fair enough. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Um, 
Uh, Maybe disappointing it wasn't further up the field. I was also a little bit disappointed in with more headers. Yeah. Disappointment. A little bit of a what might have been type performance. Uh, what about Kadeem Harris? What about Kadeem Harris, Rich? What do, what do you want to talk about Kadeem Harris with me about, Rich? What do you make of him playing through the middle? This is We didn't really talk about it. <laughs> was, he, was he in the middle? Was he through the middle? Or the front? Second half. Second half. Second half. Yeah. It's all right. It's obviously something that since the Reading game, I think we've done it for portions of every game since. So it's obviously something that Pulis has decided he's quite a fan of, I think. How would, uh, how would you do your... Um... Um, we've, I think we talked about this off the podcast, but we haven't actually given a debut to your, um, your is it is it Craig Cash from Royal Family impression? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he was he was all right, didn't he? No, it's all right, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know. If, I, I don't have it in me today. I don't think, unfortunately, oh, we'll have to. Might have to. Oh, it might be wow. We'll tee it up. It might be right, a, like, like Quality Street. You might get a, a, a treat between now and Christmas with uh, a bit of. <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, I'd, I'd probably give him a six point five. I yeah, yeah, I thought we that was that a was very a good shot, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a very good shot for a guy that misses so often that he absolutely know. Missed, and it was a great save, full stretch. I know the sack of crap goalkeeper managed to pull off a really good save for it. So disappointing. I actually, th- I, th- I thought on the whole, him and Windass. Mm. Threatened their back line pretty much. I don't think they got anywhere near the service that they should have had. But every little half glimmer of a chance, they really made the most out of almost everything they had today. Um, I was I was really quite pleased with those two. I wouldn't m- hate seeing that as a partnership in the future. Um, if this is a an idea that we go to, you know, in 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 future matches. Um, I think there's maybe some legs to it because it potentially, if you've got people attacking the space in the middle, then uh, they could, yeah, they could stretch defenses. They, um, I could see it being a, a bit of a, a partnership of some merit in, in time. Uh, but I think six and a half is, is, uh, is, is fair. Um, what about Adam reach? Six. Mm, bit less uh, to show. He, again, he is another one that had moments. He had chances to put the ball in today. If he produced it across, of similar quality to the ones he's produced uh, in the last couple of games. Uh, he could easily have been looking at an, an assist or two. <laughs> one, one, one great moment I think we're seeing with... You, you know, one thing I think I've noticed recently is there's, there's no... Um, you know, that whole football thing of a player plays a long pass and then the other player doesn't quite get there, but they turn around and give a little thumbs up and be like, yes, I see what you did there. There's none of that anymore. And I don't know whether it's just like... <laughs> Like players don't think it's actually worthy of a little thumbs up, yeah. Um, or whether it's just you know um, <laughs> the morale is the morale is somewhere so some, somewhere buried underneath just the basement right now. Stuntering you know? under their breath about the the other player. Yeah, but I, I just thought it was so funny with uh, that awful pass that Wildsmith did where he overkicked oh, it. Yeah. And I, I, I really wanted Reach to get turn around and give a cheeky like thumbs up to be like, I see what you did there. You tried to play the ball. <laughs> you know, tried to make a pass there, Joe. God, that was bad. Anyway, so that was just a little bit of fun that I had maybe in my head as much as I had on game uh, from Adam, thinking about Adam Reach. Um, it was okay. I think they, they talked a lot in the commentary about like um, Barnsley kind of trying to mark him out the game and doubling up on him. Right. 
I think maybe, yeah, I'd, I'd probably imagine that would be one of the mild positives you'd see about Wednesday is that, you know, he's had a few moments of quality in, in the, the past uh, four or well, five there games. Was, there was a clickbaity headline of their coach saying he's marked out the three players that are the main threat from Wednesday. And I was like, there's three. <laughs> I know, I, I felt really... Um, I didn't bother clicking on it because I don't want to have to answer like surveys on Google to find out that it was Windass Reach and Tony Pulis or something stupid like that. It's very rarely gratifying to actually find Ismail out. Valerian says there are free danger Wednesday <laughs> when players to look out for. Number two will surprise you. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> actually, his own goalkeeper who turns out to be quite rubbish. <laughs> Um, let's get to let's not delay let's not tarry let's get to Trumpy Bomb himself Joshua Windus um, got the goal he was there to have the I, um... I liked his performance today you know good I liked the, uh, the way he got absolutely taken out was like that was a good drive <laughs> you just say good 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 I'm yeah, glad, I'm glad you. you like that Rich I'm, I'm yeah. glad you had I'm glad you had that experience <laughs> so what, what score are you going to settle on for Windows then uh, let's go with seven let's go for seven seven I'll tell you what so who's your who does that make your oh well I suppose we might not have touched them yet let's let's persevere I, I expect probably it will be Jordan Rhodes who's man of the match but let's yes let's uh, persevere with this um, little Joey P um, the pest dispenser, Joey Pelipesi. Did uh, it put some pez on it, didn't it? That shot. He did. Put a little bit of pez on that one. Um, he was okay. Do you, do you remember that chance we had where actually, um, Harris? Um, actually, I'm going to go back and give Harris a seven. Okay. <laughs> um, that was really good work. Har- Harris, uh, yeah, he kind of he trotted it back and then he played it in, and the one person you don't want it to be on it at all. Jay yeah. Pelopassi just um, slid slid over on it. I don't. I don't a lot know. Of it, slipping yeah. today. It's a lot of slipping. They talked a lot about how slippy it was. Mm. But it's yeah. Uh, that that Pelopassi. I I um. I yeah. I imagined earlier it was just the the sheer sort of effort of keeping up with Harris for that long. Is what <laughs> he just had no legs left by the time he got there. Just mm. fell over his own feet. Um. And that, well, that did produce the corner that um, the, the Dunkley penalty shout came from. Um, well, was, but obviously not given. Uh, what what uh, what score are you giving, Young Joey? Young Joey gets a six. Six. Young Liam Palmer, Joey six. Liam Palmer what? came on sixty sixth minute for Che Dunkley. Palmer was all right, wasn't he? I guess so. Uh, I don't remember a huge amount that he did, to be honest. But yeah, he was asked cool. to play the. A couple of different positions, and I don't think he did any. He didn't drop any clangers. He no. ended up in the middle of the defence, uh, the three at the back, which is a new one. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't know why we should just be starting Palmer. Really? Yeah, I I know what you mean because I think I think whilst defending is the main thing we're asking of those fullbacks, he's a much better defender than Odebacho. Mm. Much, much and more he's, dependable. He's not as quick, but maybe he's got the same amount of end product as Odebacho. Maybe. I don't think he's naturally... I don't think Palmer like. I don't think Liam likes coming forward very much. <laughs> if he doesn't have to, he wouldn't, I don't think. Whereas Odebacho, it's like almost he can't help himself. I don't he's like desperate it. to get involved in the game. Um, did, you give Liam, did you give Palmer a score? Six. 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 
Um, Jordan Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes came on, did not do much. Uh, he gets a 5.5. Don't know why he came on. Don't know why Kachunga didn't come on instead. Understand that. Mind you, Kachunga was a bit rubbish against others midweek. Uh, finally, Isaiah Brown. Um, didn't completely shit himself this week. No, he looked a bit better, I thought, today, thankfully. Yeah, he had a bit more composure in those areas. I think he made a small wee boo-boo, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah, he also did was guilty of playing in a not particularly great cross, but... Uh... By and large, I thought he was he he was a positive addition when he came on, which is more than you could say for, for most of his previous cameos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you? So does that put Windass as your MOT? Well, no. So what I did actually is when we were talking and you said, "Oh, I no, I mean, Windass is your man of match." That's why I retroactively gave Harris a seven. Okay. So Harris so is my man. Harris match. is man of the match. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Windass is good as well. I just uh, I think. I think I'm imagining that swimwear swimwear mod bod all the time when he's playing and it plays into my my rating of him. I just think mm. all of this and the swimwear mod bod. <laughs> all of this and he looks and he looks all right in the little woods catalog. <laughs> well, there we go. It's um this is it's it's a tough week. Um, especially <laughs> like every week. Is funny. Well, I know, but especially considering that this was. Part of a little run where we were we were slightly more hopeful, um, you know. After a tough run of games, this was this was a more winnable run of games, and we're halfway through with no points to show for it, and that is pretty disappointing. Um, I think second half, similar to the Norwich game, there's some there's some to cling on to. <laughs> I don't think there was any any positive elements from the Huddersfield game really. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, it's a real worry that it feels like the manager and the squad have both settled into this mindset of, of waiting till we can make some corrections to the squad in January. And, and as you say, most of the business in January happens late on. Um, and the thought that we are passing up, we've already passed up four or five games. I mean, this is Pulis's seven game, seventh game in charge. We haven't won any of those. Um, we could easily be passing up at least that many games again. We're asking a lot of ourselves. It's a bit like me with sort of exercise and diet and things like that, that to- tomorrow me is this sort of giant of restraint and self-control that yep. today me cannot, cannot even hope to, to try and um, emulate. Um, but it turns out tomorrow me is very often very like today me in that he is a lazy slob. And I'm worried that Wednesday are setting so many, you know, setting so many tough targets for tomorrow Wednesday uh, that it, it will be almost impossible to, to reach the heights that are needed. That's the real worry. Um, as games drift by, we're, I mean, we're lucky that teams are not streaking away from us, but it is eking up further and further that gap between us and safety. Um, and games are thick and fast between now and, and uh, middle of January. So it could easily be we could have another three points on there, another four points on there um, without too much of a stretch of the imagination. Almost all those teams at the bottom are in terrible runs of form. <laughs> Um, but we are we're as bad as any of them. Um, so we need to start need to start figuring out a way to to win points again. Oh, but there we go. 
it's a real sickener that I offers we've waited so long for him to come back and he's only lasted so such a short amount of time. Before he breaks down again. Mm. But uh let's try and bring some positivity to the next week. Uh onwards and upwards. <sighs> we've got we've nowhere to go but up. Um, in terms of the our league position and our form, um, so you know, fingers crossed, or we 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 grab that. Um, we didn't get a red card this week. Good. We've almost, you know, we're almost a week cold turkey from getting red cards for stupid things. So there you go. Um, I'm going to say cheerio, Luke, and uh, I hope I hope you have a a pleasant week. And same to the folks at home. Yeah, have a good one, everybody. Cheerio. <laughs> Thank you.